Thank you for tuning in to today's reading of the Whole Holy Bible in a Year. I'm Mike Householder, pastor at Lutheran Church of Hope in West Des Moines, Iowa, and I want to encourage you to continue to dive into these daily readings from God's inspired and living word. It's a healthy spiritual habit that will strengthen your faith and bless your soul. Let's start with today's reading from the New Testament, read to you by a member of our church from the New Living Translation. Acts chapter 12. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him. Placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each, Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him, and said, Quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angels told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city, and this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street, and then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided, it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. He motioned for them to quiet down and told them how the Lord had led him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said. And then he went to another place. At dawn, there was a great commotion among the soldiers about what had happened to Peter. Herod Agrippa ordered a thorough search for him. When he couldn't be found, Herod interrogated the guards and sentenced them to death. Afterward, Herod left Judea to stay in Caesarea for a while. Now Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, so they sent a delegation to make peace with him because their cities were dependent upon Herod's country for food. The delegates won the support of Blastus, Herod's personal assistant, and an appointment with Herod was granted. When the day arrived, Herod put on his royal robes, sat on his throne, and made a speech to them. The people gave him a great ovation, shouting, It's the voice of a god, not of a man. Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness, because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. Meanwhile, the word of God continued to spread, and there were many new believers. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission to Jerusalem, they returned, taking John Mark with them. 
Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Lucius, from Cyrene, Manaen, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Paul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, inferred and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, an enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. That was our New Testament reading for today. To learn more and better understand these daily Bible readings, join us for Worship at Hope on weekends, where we'll preach on the assigned readings from the previous week, and tune into my weekly podcast, Pastor Mike Drop Live, for a more in-depth discussion of the passages from Scripture that we're reading. Our goal isn't just that you know what the Bible says, but that you'll learn to live it out in daily life. With that in mind, let's continue now with today's Old Testament reading. 1 Chronicles chapter 26 These are the divisions of the gatekeepers. From the Korahites there was Meshelamiah, son of Kor, of the family of Abiasaph. The sons of Meshelamiah were Zechariah, the oldest, Jediel, the second, Zebediah, the third, Jathniel, the fourth, Elam, the fifth, Jehohanan, the sixth, and Elioenai, the seventh. The sons of Obed-Edom, also gatekeepers, were Shemaiah, the oldest, Jehozabad, the second, Joah, the third, Sechor, the fourth, Nethanel, the fifth, Amiel, the sixth, Issachar, the seventh, and Peulathai, the eighth. God had richly blessed Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom's son Shemaiah had sons with great ability who earned positions of great authority in the clan. Their names were Othni, Raphael, Obed, and Elzabad. Their relatives, Elihu and Simechiah, were also very capable men. All of these descendants of Obed-Edom, including their sons and grandsons, 62 of them in all, were very capable men, well qualified for their work. Meshelamiah's 18 sons and relatives were also very capable men. Hosa of the Merari clan appointed Shimri as a leader among his sons, though he was not the oldest. His other sons included Hilkiah the second, Tebaliah the third, and Zechariah the fourth. Hosa's sons and relatives, who served as gatekeepers, numbered 13 in all. 
These divisions of the gatekeepers were named for their family leaders, and like the other Levites, they served at the house of the Lord. They were assigned by families for guard duty at the various gates, without regard to age or training, for it was all decided by means of sacred lots. The responsibility for the east gate went to Meshelamiah. The north gate was assigned to his son, Zechariah, a man of unusual wisdom. The south gate went to Obed-Edom, and his sons were put in charge of the storehouse. Shepham and Hosea were assigned to the west gate and the gateway leading up to the temple. Guard duties were divided evenly. Six Levites were assigned each day to the east gate, four to the north gate, four to the south gate, and two pairs at the storehouse. Six were assigned each day to the west gate, four to the gateway leading up to the temple, and two to the courtyard. These were the divisions of the gatekeepers from the clans of Korah and Merari. Other Levites, led by Ahijah, were in charge of the treasuries of the house of God and the treasuries of the gifts dedicated to the Lord. From the family of Libni, the clan of Gershon, Jehiel was the leader. The sons of Jehiel, Zatham, and his brother Joel, were in charge of the treasuries of the house of the Lord. These are the leaders that descended from Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uzziel. From the clan of Amram, Shabul was a descendant of Gershom, son of Moses. He was a chief officer of the treasuries. His relatives through Eliezer were Rehabiah, Jeshaiah, Joram, Zikri, and Shalomoth. Shalomoth and his relatives were in charge of the treasuries containing the gifts that King David, the family leaders, and the generals and captains and other officers of the army had dedicated to the Lord. These men dedicated some of the plunder they had gained in battle to maintain the house of the Lord. Shalomoth and his relatives also cared for the gifts dedicated to the Lord by Samuel the seer, Saul, son of Kish, Abner, son of Ner, and Joab, son of Zeruiah. All the other dedicated gifts were in their care too. From the clan of Izhar came Cananiah. He and his sons were given administrative responsibilities over Israel as officials and judges. From the clan of Hebron came Heshabiah. He and his relatives, 1,700 capable men, were put in charge of the Israelite lands west of the Jordan River. They were responsible for all the matters related to things of the Lord and the service of the king in that area. Also from the clan of Hebron came Jeriah, who was the leader of the Hebronites, according to the genealogical records. In the 48th year of David's reign, a search was made in the records, and capable men from the clan of Hebron were found at Jazer and the land of Gilead. There were 2,700 capable men among the relatives of Jeriah. King David sent them to the east side of the Jordan River and put them in charge of the tribes of Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh. They were responsible for all matters related to God and to the king. Chapter 27 This is the list of Israelite generals and captains and their officers who served the king by supervising the army divisions that were on duty each month of the year. Each division served for one month and had 24,000 troops. Jashobim, son of Zabdiel, was commander of the first division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the first month. He was a descendant of Perez and was in charge of all the army officers for the first month. Dodei, a descendant of Oheo, was commander of the second division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the second month. Mikloth was his chief officer. Benaiah, son of Joaiah the priest, was commander of the third division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the third month. This was the Benaiah who commanded David's elite army group known as the Thirty. His son, Amizabad, was his chief officer. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was commander of the fourth division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the fourth month. Azahel was succeeded by his son, Zebediah. 
Shema, the Israelite, was commander of the 5th division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 5th month. Ira, son of Ikish from Tekoa, was commander of the 6th division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 6th month. Heliz, a descendant of Ephraim from Pelon, was commander of the 7th division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 7th month. Sibachiah, a descendant of Zerah from Husha, was commander of the 8th division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 8th month. Abiezar from Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin was commander of the 9th division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 9th month. Maharai, a descendant of Zerah from Natofa, was commander of the 10th division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 10th month. Benaiah from Pirathon and Ephraim was commander of the 7th division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 11th month. Helid, a descendant of Othniel from Natofa, was commander of the 12th division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 12th month. The following were the tribes of Israel and their leaders. Reuben, Eliezer, son of Zikri. Simeon, Shephatiah, son of Maacah, Levi. Hashabiah, son of Kamul. Aaron, the priest. Zodok. Judah, Elihu, a brother of David. Issachar, Omri, son of Michael. Zebulun, Ishmaiah, son of Obadiah. Nephtali, Jeremoth, son of Azrael, Ephraim, Hoshea, son of Aziza, Manasseh, west, Joel, son of Padiah, Manasseh and Gilead, east, Idod, son of Zechariah, Benjamin, Jeaziel, son of Abner, Dan, Azarel, son of Jeroam. These were the leaders of the tribes of Israel. When David took his census, he did not count those who were younger than 20 years of age, because the Lord had promised to make the Israelites as numerous as the stars in heaven. Joab, son of Zuriah, began the census but never finished it because the anger of God fell on Israel. The total number was never recorded in King David's official records. Asmaveth, son of Adiel, was in charge of the palace treasuries. Jonathan, son of Uzziah, was in charge of the regional treasuries throughout the towns, villages, and fortresses in Israel. Ezri, son of Caleb, was in charge of the field workers who farmed the king's lands. Shimei from Ramah was in charge of the king's vineyards. Zabdi from Shephem was responsible for the grapes and the supplies of wine. Baal-Hanan from Geder was in charge of the king's olive groves and sycamore fig trees in the foothills of Judah. Joash was responsible for the supplies of olive oil. Shetrei from Sharon was in charge of the cattle on the Sharon plain. Shaphat son of Adlai was responsible for the cattle in the valleys. Obil the Ishmaelite was in charge of the camels. Jediah from Maranoth was in charge of the donkeys. Jazis, the Hagrite, was in charge of the king's flocks of sheep and goats. All these officials were overseers of King David's property. Jonathan, David's uncle, was a wise counselor to the king, a man of great insight and a scribe. Jehiel, the Hakmonite, was responsible for teaching the king's sons. Ohithophel was the royal advisor. Heshuai, the Hakrite, was the king's friend. Ohithophel was succeeded by Jehoiada, son of Benaiah and by Abithar. Joab was commander of the king's army. Ahithophel was the royal advisor. That concludes today's readings. Thanks again for tuning in and taking this journey with us through the whole Holy Bible in a year. To more easily find this daily Bible reading podcast, hit the subscribe button. On behalf of all our Bible readers and the whole podcast crew here at Hope, I'm Mike Householder. Tune in again tomorrow, and I hope to see you at Hope for worship this weekend.